Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, just to catch you newer listeners up, we're jumping right in on a more business-themed but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call it out right now. We're probably gonna talk about some healthy lifestyle balance as well for this episode. Because again, here on Live the Fuel, we talk about balancing your health, business, and lifestyle. And I'm excited to bring on this new guest co-host today because he might know a few things about entrepreneurship. He definitely may know a few things about virtual assistants. And let me just jump into a little bit more about this guy. He's based out of Utah, which anybody who follows me on Instagram or else knows I'm a huge outdoorsy nutball. And next to Colorado, I'm still back and forth of which one's the more favorite. <laughs> so, uh, but this gentleman has helped thousands, that's right, people, thousands, that's not even an understatement, uh, of entrepreneurs succeed in their business by doing outsourcing differently. Hint, hint at the VA and more. He created and runs onlinejobs.ph, PH for the Philippines, the largest website for finding Filipino virtual workers with over 500,000, that's right, 500,000, or depending on what country you're in, 500K, Filipino resumes, and over 100,000 employers, 100,000 employers, people, from around the world that are using it. And he works about 17 hours per week. That's not per day, that's per week, choosing to spend his time with his family rather than working. So without further ado, welcome to the show, John Jonas. Thanks for having me, man. Excited to bring you on, and I love transparency because we don't script this show. How about audio problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> a microphone dying while you're... I've been podcasting for two and a half years, and, and you literally just gave me a sense of slight paranoia because I'm like, I have a Heil PR40 here that's showing on the video, which I started with this bad boy. I mean, this is like a $300 mic, and nah. it's been the Cadillac since I began. And it's not meant to be a handheld mic, but you know, when I first started the show, didn't know what was going to happen. So like I traveled with this mic too. <laughs> I, was just, I kept, I kept the pop filter on it and just held it in my hand. It was, well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's mine that, that died. All right. We're yeah. going to have to hook We're going to have to get you some, some better quality there, but that's, that's funny though, because you, you hinted at it before we fired up the show. You said, I've been at this, you know, for 12 years, meaning you're not a stranger to the microphone. No, I've been at, I've been doing, yeah, like recording stuff for like 12 years now. Yeah. So like, let's, let's, let's dive into that real quick for fun. Like what, what's some random weird stuff that you recorded? Like, are, are we talking about this YouTube life, podcast life, audiobook life? Where are we going with all this, you know, 12 years of just re ex recording experience? So there is not one random odd thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's not one thing. It's been basically the same thing for it's more than 12 years. I mean, I started talking about this in 2006 Wow! because people wanted to know. And it wasn't like I was selling something. I just started talking about it, maybe 2005 even. So you're basically teaching us the power of consistency. Yeah. So when you, when you talked about the, the first thing you said, this is about uh, like balancing work, life, play, right? Dude, that's, I love that topic. I love it because that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Um, People don't get that though. They're like, wait, shouldn't you like, wait, huh, I thought business and branding and marketing, you're supposed to hone to this one sector. And I'm like, the reason why I chose health, business and lifestyle is because nobody is targeting those three important domains. And, and they all work together. It's so important. People underestimate yeah. them. 
Yeah. I mean, you're a family man. You clearly get that. So when I was in college, I, I had a roommate. We were talking about what we wanted to do when we were when we grew up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was studying computer science. He was going into medicine. He's now a doctor. And we were I told him I want to I want to run my own business. He was like, well, he's we talked about why. We talked about some reasons. And my reasoning is because I want to control my own lifestyle. I want to control it. He was like, don't you know that like small business owners work more than anybody else? Hmm. I was like, well, you know, I, I think I can do it differently. I don't know how that is, but I think I can do it differently. And that's been like a major motivating factor for me. That's why I work 17 hours a week. Um, and you know, like why I, I mountain bike and I ski and I spend so much time with my family. Yeah. We were totally bonding before we hit record, by the way, because like, that's something I geek out about my two top sports are skiing and mountain biking. So, um, so and obviously you live in Utah, so it's kind of a no brainer. The only thing else you can add into that, which I still love, I haven't done enough of since I moved back to the East coast was rock climbing. So, because I mean, again, I've climbed in Utah, I've climbed in Colorado and the red rock canyons and all the beauty that Utah has to offer is just spectacular. So yeah, yeah. last week we were canyoneering down in Southern Utah. Come on, man. Really? All right. You, you, you couldn't help taking all the powder for the epic ski season. Now you got to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. So, well, listen, I mean, hold on, let's pause on that. I know you've, you said you started talking about this in 2006. Okay. And yes, you set a goal to work 17 hours a week, but you didn't start there, right? Mm-mm. And I think no. that's something that people always need to be reminded about. I, I hear the same thing with uh, like passive income businesses. People are like, oh, you do that passive income thing, right? So I was like, what, what do you mean by that? I was like, yeah, I've got one of my side hustles is, a, is like a you know passive income business type of thing. I'm like, yeah, so like you just set it and forget it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Dude, I, started, I started learning about passive income a decade ago. I still right. don't fully have, I mean, I'm no multimillionaire. I'm like, oh, we're still putting in the hustle and you're still honing the craft and learning. It takes time. I mean, some people, they might be able to turn the key and make it happen overnight. That's what few and far between. It is. Yeah. So, so when I got started doing this 15 years ago, hiring, hiring people in the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, it was out of necessity because I was working my butt off. Yeah. You know, I'm running my own business. I'm working 50, 60 hours a week because there's not enough time in the day to get everything you need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I just needed help. And I had tried hiring people different ways. I had tried hiring a local person. I had tried hiring people on Elance, which is now Upwork. Um, I had tried hiring people in India. None of it worked for me. And I tried using those guys. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we're talking about, uh, let me, I'm going to, I need to break this. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that door closing. That was my five-year-old. I work at home. I'm at home, right? No, I love that. Don't hide that. I remember watching, sorry, we we should pause on this real quick. Do you ever see that viral video where that guy was being interviewed on some big successful news station or something and he was at his home office and some kid came into the office and he grabs the kid's face and pushes it out of the screen (sighs) until his wife could come in and grab the kid and get him out of the room and everybody like lost it about that guy went viral and yeah. I think the best way that guy could have handled it was picked up his child and kept him right next to him and kept going until yeah. his wife came back in. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, I don't have kids, so what do I know? <laughs> so my 12-year-old just came and pulled him away and closed the door quietly, even though I'm sure you Sibling love but... right there. Sibling love. Yeah, right. Uh, that's good parenting. So, anyway, um, I, ended up, I ended up getting a reference to where I could hire someone in the Philippines. And, and actually, the, the story is kind of interesting. You know, 
I was talking with a guy who owns BatCountry.com. Uh, my favorite sites. Right, right. He and I had spoken at something and whatever we were talking. He's and he, he was obviously doing huge stuff, and I was doing really little stuff at the time. And he said, "You know, when you're ready to start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with." Him. And I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. And he says, "Well, because in India, when they say when you tell them something and they say yes, that means yes, I heard something come out of your mouth. It doesn't mean yes, I understood what you said." Very and, true. And I, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like I had, I I had no idea. But what he said kind of gave me hope that I could maybe find a different experience than what I had experienced in the past where I wasn't, I wasn't succeeding with controlling my lifestyle, my work week, my, I wasn't succeeding with that. And he gave me a little bit of hope that what I might find would be something different. So when you, that shock value you just showed on the video, and again, ladies and gentlemen that are newer to the show, I mean, we, we put this up on YouTube too, so you can get the visual if you are one of those types of learners, even though traditional podcasts are <laughs> audio too, or do both, but the shock value you just showed there is I feel like other people are, might be hearing this and this could be a controversial topic, right? We're, we're the made in the USA company. We want to employ people. We want to keep the country flowing along. But I mean, I have a lot of experience in the outsourcing industry. It's true. I spent a decade in, in the call center world. So uh, we outsourced. Uh, I, I spent years as an analyst uh, before that, a coach uh, for T-Mobile, big wireless company, right? So they, they owned, I think at the time when I was with them, 11 call centers in North America. But then we outsourced to like seven or eight others, of which at the time, all of them were based here in the U.S. So they really wanted to keep things, you know, English speaking, and they wanted to have the Hispanic language for some Spanish, uh, you know, call center support, that type of stuff. So I'm wondering, I fast forward today, I'm wondering if they're doing any kind of Filipino outsourcing. I know for a fact that most of T-Mobile's call centers are in the Philippines. Really? Wow. Yeah. Now yeah. T-Mobile International or are you saying T-Mobile USA? Because like T-Mobile US. Okay. You're you're almost always going to get some in the Philippines. So since you've been in this industry so long, did you ever hear of a company? Uh, well, they're now called KGB. Uh, they used to be called Info NXX. No. Uh, I don't so know. That was my first tap, man. I left high school. And started as a call center rep in a company called InfoNXX. It was one little call center here in Easton, Pennsylvania. The founders were from New York City. They would commute in on in a Honda, a very old rickety Honda, and then they blew this company up over the years. And oh, uh, that's cool. And they have a lot of presence in yeah. the Philippines. Yeah, there's so much. I've watched the world's outsourcing change from India to the Philippines over the last ten years. And I support it because if you had to pick a comparison, I agree with you. The because I think Dell. I think Dell still has a lot of India and I can't stand the customer support. They don't understand what I'm saying and I'm not it's trying to rip on India. But yeah. Completely different experience. Yeah. But isn't so. there different dialects? I know India has different dialects, right? Yeah. The Philippines has too, but the great thing about the Philippines is English is a first language. So like elementary school is often taught in English. Is it because They'll of the influence from the world wars? Yes. Okay. So like they'll teach math in English in mm. elementary school. So that's one of the great things. Like we never dealt with any language. I don't, I don't speak any of the, the Filipino dialects. I, it's all English and everything on our site is all English. It's not something you have to deal with. And the communication, they're so Westernized there that uh, you don't have the cultural communication issues like you do with other countries. You don't get the yes man that says yes to anything you say, right? Yeah, well, I like to call that um, from my years of training, 
the uh, clarification of active listening. There's <laughs> listening and acknowledging, and then there's actively listening and acknowledging. There's a clear difference. Yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. hearing from you, the whole yes thing uh, from India. Yes. So. Right. right. Well, so, so, so when did you, was it right then and there that you ended up diving into the whole, uh, like just hiring your first few people from the Philippines and that was for your own personal needs, right? That wasn't even at this level where now we have the, you know, online jobs.ph, right? So I, I debated when he told me that I was like, you know, give me some hope. I've debated for a couple months. He gave me a reference where I can hire someone full time. And that was like different for me. I wasn't ready to hire someone full time. So I debated for a couple months of whether or not I should, or I could keep them busy or if I could, uh, afford it. And after, after a couple of months, I took the leap and hired someone. I hired my first time person full time. Hmm. And it was the single most liberating experience of my life <laughs> where, yeah, all of a sudden I had this guy whose full time job was to do anything I asked him to do. And I had to teach him how to do whatever it was. Sure. But it was amazing to get just to get one thing off of my plate. And when you highlighting that rock star thing, when I hired this guy, yeah. he he knew nothing. And he's told me that. And I didn't know that at the time. He knew nothing. But well, since, how do we define nothing? As in like nothing about what you actually needed? Right. Okay. He spoke English. That's it. And he's okay. told me since, sir, when you hired me, I was so scared. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was, I didn't know what you were going to do. And then you started teaching me. And it was so amazing. And today that guy is an absolute rock. That's the first person I ever hired. Yeah. He's been with me for 14 years. Whoa. He still works for me today. And this is one of the great cultural things that I didn't realize with the Philippines was they're so loyal that if you treat them well, they'll never quit. Really? And, and so and today, he, now he's not an employee, right? Because he's from another country. How's this work? Right. I don't know. He's a contract worker. A contract so there's worker. nothing, man. This is like the best of every world, right? He works full time for me. Yeah. He's been with me for 14 years. I can ask him anything about anything. And he does it. Um, wow. So you, you pay them out of, it's a business expense, totally tax deductible, but you don't have to do a, a 1099. You don't have to do, uh, any insurance or benefits or anything like that. Right. Uh, you have them sign a W eight Ben. It's a, if you Google that, it's super simple. It's, it's just saying that they're a contractor sure. uh, overseas. So for your taxes, it's, there's literally nothing we, we write in an addendum form, we just write subcontractors, how much we spent. That's it. Oh, see, I like taxes. that because I do have a couple different subcontractors. I even use like, uh, sometimes I need some advanced editing. I've been looking for like a, a regular editor, you know, for the show. I don't do any advanced editing. I literally, all I do is add on an intro and an outro file that have been professionally recorded by voiceover artists. I don't do any mid-reel editing. Whatever happens, happens. But yeah. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to yeah. open up the software and do the little file uploads. I know it's probably really easy. I've never done it, ever. <laughs> so hiring a part-time or a full-time editor in the Philippines is so easy and you can, they are so talented. Hmm. You would, like if I were to do that process, if this was part of my business, this, and this is how I work. This is how I work 17 hours a week. Okay. And, and this is really critical actually. So towards getting to the lifestyle thing that I, I love to talk about this because, so lifestyle is all about figuring out who's going to do the work in the business. Is it me or is it someone else? Right. And if it's, if you're hiring a contract worker, if you're hiring someone on Upwork, uh, they're a contract worker. The whole purpose of Upwork is to get a little bit of work done 
pay that person so that they can get feedback so they can move on and get another job, right? Interesting. That's, that's how the whole system is designed is for you to get a little bit of work done, feedback, increase wages, Upwork makes more money because that person has more feedback and now they can charge more and get another job, right? That's, I guess that's kind of like Fiverr too. I mean, it's up to the- Very much like Fiverr, Business right? on Fiverr, he, it's up to him or he or she if they want to up their prices, but- Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I do, which is very different. Okay. I hire a long-term long person. So maybe your editing, editing doesn't need to be full-time, so you're gonna hire part-time, right? Yeah. In the end, it's gonna cost you the same amount as if you were to hire a contract worker for a single project. It's, the biggest difference is, you do this one time. You find the person one time okay. and you never find them again because in the Philippines, if you treat them well, they're loyal. They're loyal, right? So then I'm going to set up a system with this person where I'm going to finish my recording, upload it to Dropbox and send an email say, hey, there's a new file. That's all I will do. I was doing that with somebody from Bosnia about a year ago and then he decided to start his own business and there you, that's the issue right yeah. that's that's the issue where you have a contract worker instead of a, a long time long term full time or part time person right long time long term in the philippines they don't do that hmm. so that's what this guy's worked for me for 14 years does he have the, other people he works with or just you no just me so he is truly full time i have 24 people that work for me they only work for me they do not have other jobs they're all in the philippines so what do we, well, people hearing this, they're like, they're probably, there's like me, I'm a businessman. So I'm already thinking, okay, dollar value, right? And I know that right. I, I already know that obviously why do companies go to the Philippines? Cost right. of Let's labor is better, right? So, yeah. and the part of this goal as an entrepreneur, and I, I'll do a little selling for you is I respect, listen, I'm all about made in the USA and support USA, but there are some lazy people in this country. That's just me saying it. You don't have to agree. And there's and, some of that in the Philippines too. Oh, absolutely. Every country, right? right? So my issue is eventually like if I need something now, I want people who want to work. I don't have right. time to play the the searching game, blah, 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 right? So it's like, okay, if you want to work and you're loyal, cool. Here's the job. I will pay you. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, so I man, I just had so many ideas as you talked about this. Um, so wages i have 26 24 people in the philippines mm -hmm. they work full-time for me they make between 400 and like 1500 dollars a month for full-time work at okay. 1500 dollars a month i have like amazing programmer i have multiple programmers they don't all make that much i have a, a someone who's um, an amazing designer so i have like really really good talent at 400 dollars a month i have people doing like data entry right this guy that i hired uh, I actually don't know what he makes now because my business partner handles all the payments. But when <laughs> well, I hired him, with? when I hired him, I was paying $700 a month and he was making 250. So, because when I started, I didn't have the option of hiring direct. I had to go through an agency. Oh yeah. So I was paying them 700. They were paying him, him 250. When I found out that they were paying him 250, I was like, Oh, that sucks. But you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just crappy. Right. How about so at least 50 50? I mean, yeah, right. How okay, much, how much heavy lifting all, is this agency doing? I don't know. That's how all agencies are. That's how it works. Like today, you'll probably pay 1500 bucks a month. They're paying 400, right? Okay. So um, he was making 250. I think today he's making like a thousand bucks a month, right? Okay. Um, 
but $250 a month, and that was 14 years ago. Today, for that same person, you're going to pay four, four fifty, right? Per month, full time. They work only for you, long term, right? Um, and then you can have this person do anything you're willing to teach them to do. Now, obviously, uh, in the beginning, I taught this guy a marketing process. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't hire a programmer and say do some programming and hey write this content. No. Right. You don't hire an, an, an audio editor and say, Hey, also do my SEO for me. Yeah. Like, right? oh, oh, you could go ahead and just write these blogs for me. Like, no dude, I'm your audio editor. <laughs> right. But this guy in the beginning, I hired a general VA. I taught him how to write these specific articles that I wanted. I taught him how to submit them where I wanted them submitted, how to do the links, how to do the headers, how to do the resource boxes, how to do the whole process, how to link them to my other websites, how to link those sites. To sites. Then he's doing SEO. Right? Then I started teaching him how to do stuff on Craigslist. And I teach, taught, taught him how to do a little bit of Facebook. And then right, I taught him all of this stuff. One day he comes to me and said, I, I thought it would be good for me to know a little bit of programming. So I learned a little bit of programming. Right? Okay. One, one day he comes to me and says, I, I taught him how to do this article thing, right? And, and a couple months later, I, I asked him, hey, how's it going? Right? And he says, well, after I did it a couple of times the way you did it, when you told me to do it, I went and did some re learning on my own. And I figured out if I do it like this and like this, instead of what you said, and if I use these websites in addition to the ones you told me, and if I do it this often, instead of how often you told me to do it, it's way more effective for you. I hope that's okay with you, sir. Uh, Self-starter. Yes. <laughs> but that I've come to see like, this is a normal experience for me. Not everybody I have is like this, Okay. but you highlighted that word rock star, right? Yeah. On your website. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where, where I head with this. We're probably half the people that I have are absolute rock stars. Okay. So we're on that point, right? So right. pop it in my head. I'm like, all right, what's my co-host got for me on a ratio? All right. What is the averages, right? Like what's the all weeding right. out the, the strengths and the weaknesses like? So, all right. So I have a recruiting process that I use. It's different than other people's. And, and so this, a lot of this also comes back to personality. Like mm -hmm. different people are different, right? As an employer, you're different. And, and this isn't going to work for everybody. Um, I mean, I had a successful CEO come to me a few months ago. He wanted a reference to someone who was good. I never have references to people who are good because someone who's good, I hire them. They work for me, <laughs> right? If I know someone's good, I hire them immediately. Right. If someone else knows someone's good, they hire them yeah. and, and they work for them, right? It's not like, a, oh, hey. Hey, I know someone who's really good, mm -hmm. right? That doesn't happen. And I happened to get someone who said, my business changed. I have this guy. He's amazing. I can't use him. So I gave him to the CEO. Two days later, he said, this sucks. This doesn't work. This guy's terrible. Like what? What? We gave him one chance. He didn't do it perfectly. So he was like, this sucks, right? So when I say this comes down to like a personality thing, so this doesn't work for everybody. Wait, personality so, thing from the CEO perspective or the personality of the actual worker? Of the of the employer. Of the employer, yeah, okay. It's an employer personality thing, right? This doesn't work for everybody. Usually they have so, people doing psych tests on the employee potential, not the employer. <laughs> right, and what I see, when I see both sides of this, so you, you saw, let's talk percentages, right? When I see both sides of, of an issue of a dispute, I would say 90% of the time it's the employer's issue. Mm. It's... The employer says, oh, he's lazy. Oh, he doesn't want well, The reality is you didn't give him the instructions he needed or the resources he needed, whatever, to do the task. 
or you ask him to do something he has no clue how to do and you expect him to, to do it. Or you think your instructions are perfectly clear when you gave them to me and I looked at him and was like, I have no clue what you're talking about, yeah. right? So when I, when I started this conversation, I was saying, I have a recruiting process that I go through. Other people have their own, right? And that's a personality thing. Over the years, I would say my recruiting success of like, I hired someone that worked out versus I hired someone that was within a couple of months, I knew this isn't going to work is probably 80%, right? And I, I detail my recruiting process very well on onlinejobs.ph. It's all there. And you give it, is that in your like your FAQ section or? If you go to the education tab. Yeah, I was actually, well, I was actually already on the FAQs. Here, let me switch over here. Yeah, go to the education tab. I like, I also, I love it when people put FAQs on a site. I just, people need to do that more. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway. Education. I've I've written out everything I can. I mean, I could write more, but. And you got um, YouTube videos to support. So this, this video is a great place to start. Um, And then right there. The second link below, blue, finding and recruiting. There you go. Great Filipino VAs. Okay. Right there, that link. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, and then, and then the next one is how to manage and challenges you're going to overcome. So this is like, this will detail my recruiting process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this might not be right for everybody, but you're at least giving them a template that you've used. Right. Okay. So go back to the homepage. Okay. And yeah, click there. And if you scroll down on the homepage, which obviously anytime you're live, everything slows down, right? Of course. It's <laughs> so because, scroll, because we're scroll. recording live video feed too. So, Yeah. Okay. Scroll down and, and we're going to get to where you see some faces of people. Oh, okay. You don't like the way I do it? Keep going. Wait, I know this guy. Go. Right? Like here's a whole bunch of other people and, and how they're doing it. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, here's a bu- are these all testimonials down here? These all testimonials. No, those are all actual worker profiles. Go back up. Out of where Dennis was? Yeah, where Dennis was, yeah. Okay. Do you know Dennis? Uh, I mean, I don't know. His, I can't think of his last name right now, but this guy's pretty viral. He's pretty viral. Yeah, Dennis, you, yeah he's all over the place. So he's so one he of your clients? Like, what? Is he one of your clients? Oh, yeah, he's like one of our biggest proponents, man. He talks about us all the time. Yeah. And Dennis is amazing. He was, he was here at my house a couple weeks ago and just blew my mind with, with like some of the stuff he knows. And it's not like crazy stuff. It's super simple. He's just so dang good at it. No, it's, it's funny. Cause I don't do a lot of like Google university as I call it, but that's where I usually research him more and keep up with his content because yeah. I just love how he takes it to simplicity. Yeah. And, um, that's, I think, one of the biggest attractions to him and why he's the mogul he is. He's so good. Like speaking at speaking at Facebook and to Facebook, yeah. about Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Love it. Um, so I have my recruiting process and it's detailed there. Uh, other people have theirs. But in the end, it, if you're willing to go through a recruiting process mm-hmm. and, and not just say, oh, I need someone good, I don't have the time, right? Because that's, that's one of the biggest issues people have is like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have the time. Well, then you're the one who needs to do this. That's You're the exact person who has to do this. Spend the time, recruit the person. Nobody does a better job of recruiting someone than you mm-hmm. for your business. Um, yeah, and, I, have a cli- and- I have a client literally using me to help her recruit a new sales employee. 
Yeah, dude. No. <laughs> like you. I was you like, you know, I'm yourself. not. You know, I'm not your HR, right? She's like, I know, but she's like, I need somebody like you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. She's like, I need another one of you, or at least a runner-up. And I said, like, well, thank you. I appreciate that vote of confidence. And she's like, then if you can actually coach and train them, that'd be awesome. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, again, that's not really in our contract, but uh, right. we'll talk right. more about that. We can add that into the contract, and I can extend <laughs> my cost rates. So <laughs> I, know. I was like, you, you, you outsource to me to grow your sales and, and yeah. grow your brand. That that's a clear differentiation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, I have one more thing to say and we can, we can move on, whatever. Yeah. Uh, when, going, man. when you get started with this, you're, so you've recruited someone, you know, you're, you're hiring someone, you're paying them 450 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month. They're full time. Your number one goal with the very first thing you do is to figure out, can we work together? D- does this work for me? Yeah. Right. That's, Are you referring to communication style or? I'm, commu- I'm referring to everything. Okay. Can, can, can you and I make this work? So you're going to give them a task. You're going to give them training. You're going to give them whatever they need. And over the next week or two weeks or month, whatever it takes, they're not going to do it right the first time. And for that CEO who I mentioned earlier, that didn't work. Like he was completely out of the question, right? Where for me, I'm willing to work with someone through it. And, and depending on the person, it, it, the communication style or work quality or whatever it is, is different by, for each person. Um, can we work together? Because if we can, this is going to be amazing, True. right? Like this is, this is long-term. You're going to get better and better. You're going to know more and more about my business. Life's going to get easier and easier for me because every single thing I give you is something off of my plate. Oh, it's, and, it's totally, I get what you're saying. It's, it's a total balance of cohesion. It's that marriage, man. You, you, yeah. you got to have a cohesive relationship. So. Right. And that, and that takes time and it takes effort and it takes, this is the worst, the worst part is like, I'm too busy to do this, but you have to do it in order to become not busy. Right. Right. You have to spend a little bit more time in order to become not busy later. So you give them the first thing, you get two hours back in your week. So, right? you, it takes so you, just love, you must love all those new entrepreneur clients who come in and be like, well, I mean, you know, I don't mind putting in the 80 hour weeks. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, dude, you're, you are, no, you are crazy. That is so dumb. Yeah. Uh, I was like, no, that's not, that is like, if you're telling me that you're the ultimate hustler and you're putting in 60, 80 hours a week, uh, granted in the beginning, maybe, but like, I, beginning, it's, been, right. it's been a few years. What you're showing me is that you haven't figured it out. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have a continuation game plan. Right. That's my concern. Yeah. Yeah. You built yourself a job. Right. You didn't build a business. You built a job. And I love, I love your focus here on um, systems, processes, and, and procedures. Uh, because when I was an analyst with T-Mobile, like I worked in their methods and procedures team. My job as an analyst was to analyze what was working, what wasn't working, and optimizing yeah. the processes and the flows. And then we would duplicate that content into an internal uh we called intranet at the time. I think that's still a term. I don't know. But, uh, and then we would replicate that into an outsourcers portal. And then that's what our outsourcers followed. So when we visit, when I would go and visit these outsourced call centers in Florida and other parts of the country, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and other places, I walked in and it was a replication of T-Mobile. It was like walking into one of our own call centers. That company literally became a T-Mobile call center. 
they followed our methods, our procedures. They're wearing the magenta colored shirts and stuff from time to time. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, this is kind of freaky. <laughs> but okay, so to ensure I have a different... to consistency, they needed to follow a process and a procedure. So, yeah. yeah. I, I have a different take on that because that's scary. As, scary. as a solopreneur, yeah. you're telling me I got to create all this documentation. Yeah. Like, dude, that's hard, right? Yeah. I don't do it. Hmm. Um, so what I do do, it, and this is just me stumbling into something amazing that I had no clue about, right? Uh, what I do do is I work with the person until they get it right. Okay. So I'll create some documentation for them, some training, whatever. It may not be complete. It may not be right. It may whatever. And I'll give them feedback and feedback and feedback and feedback until we get it right. And then I don't go back and like centrally document it because I, it's too much work for me. Well, it's like, uh, you're, you're, so you're familiar with application, project management application site Trello, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm literally a future client of yours because I've been building my processes. I have, yeah, I have stuff in Trello ready to go. I already have the Google Drive set up. I already have folder sharing happening back and forth between my editor that I use through Fiverr. So I'm already doing what we're doing. So my editor, I call a VA, but I'm paying him through Fiverr because I can't, I, I actually offered to hire him direct and we tried it for a little while and then he wanted it for his fiber stats. So he went back to that and I was actually willing to promote him. I'm like, dude, I can help you grow. I'll promote you. I was like, I've never done an ad, but I'll add you into my outro clip and I'll promote you. And I know I was like, I speak at a podcast conference every single year. Like I've been doing this for over two and a half years now. And he said, now nah, we'll go back to Fiverr." I'm like, okay, then I'll pay you your, five to seven bucks or whatever it is per episode. I I, it's nothing to me. <laughs> That's the feedback loop, right? So I get people, I get people telling me you need to add more reviews on your people. Like reviews don't work. Hmm. I don't, well, to your I point, don't wanna, I don't wanna, you don't need a review because they're hired direct and full time. They're hired full time, right? I'm not going to come back and be, this guy is awesome. Please try and hire him away from me. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Right? No, <laughs> nobody does that. Right? Why do you think they're like that? Is it because so many other sites are set up that way? Yes. Like, like Fiverr every, and Upwork and all that? Every other site's built like that. Freelancer, guru, whatever. You name it, right? Yeah. Um, where we built it differently. We said, no, I, the better way to hire people is to hire them full-time where they work for you. Mm -hmm. They're not looking for a review so they can get paid more for someone else. It's a crappy, that's 100% turnover. As an employer, that's guaranteed 100% turnover. And that well, sucks. And since I've done hiring over the years too, I, the, that word turnover is so costly. I, I, I remembered when I was still coaching, again, still T-Mobile, but actually I don't even have to worry about T-Mobile. I'll go back to that first company, InfoNXX. Any call center company that I worked with back then or at least studied my, my competitors, they were turnover so common. And what, I didn't I didn't realize the cost until I got into management when I was still with Timo, and they were like, "Dude, we hire these people, and they put them through seven weeks of training. So they're paying these people full time with benefits for seven weeks, and then when they don't make it to the call center floor because they don't pass training, they just hire more people." And I'm like, "You do it again. You're flushing money down the toilet." It's terrible. That's thousands of dollars. Multiply that across call centers. And I was like, holy crap. So we ended up starting up, we started an attrition team to deal with the attrition factor. Like they had a, 
the call center here in Pennsylvania, they since closed it, um, probably because they met the Philippines uh, but <laughs> after I left the company. But they, they had an 11% attrition rate for new hires. We dropped it down to three in my time there before I moved into a corporate and went for an analyst role. But I was like, what? 11% attrition. Like, which tells it's me really, they it's didn't hard to run a business like that. They weren't hiring right. They didn't, like you said, the psychology, the right people, the right coach. They weren't hiring the right people. HR, they were just putting butts in the seats. That's all they were doing. They were filling yeah. a classroom. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, you guys, you don't have to worry about that, right? Because again, your methodology here is that, you know, as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, it's our responsibility to do some of the weeding here, right? Yes. You're providing you a platform. To. Yeah. Okay. So how much? Yeah, we don't, we don't do the weeding. No. So like if I'm a, if I'm a midsize or a small company and they say I have an HR person, they can use your system, your portal. They will be weeding yeah. that out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you have like an average timeline? Like how long that takes or is it kind of all over the place? How long it takes to hire someone? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. Is, is it an average? Or I guess it's all different depending on, cause like you so have so many it's different completely different. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll, yeah. I could go make a job post today and get 50 responses and find one that I really love and hire them tomorrow okay. and just be done. Right. Um, but most people, when, when, what I found is most people, when they start hiring, they're, they're not, they haven't completely solidified everything that they actually need. Right. Most people aren't like you, you're years into it. You're going to hire a video editor. You know exactly what you need. Right. True. Um, and in which case you're hiring a video editor. Yeah. You hire it. You see, you see their work. Great. You're hired. Let's go. Right. Start, Cause there's no, there's no cost to hiring someone like this. There's no, we got to figure out your benefits. We got none of that. There's, there's none of that crap. Well, what is right? the, what is the math on this? You, you're, you're talking about how it's a range, a good range between 400 and 1500 or whatever it is per person per month. So it's like, what is, what is the ratio of, to the U S labor costs? Like what is the savings that you're creating, I guess, for a solopreneur here? Do you have a rough number on that for, if I'm a U.S. pays business instead of me? Yes. I don't know how to tell you what the number is though. So for a PHP programmer, yeah, you're looking at a hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars a year in, right? here, here in the States. Yeah. Okay. In the Philippines, you're looking at a thousand dollars a month. Okay. So, and that's usually like, you're looking at a, you're looking at 500 a month. So. Yeah. Now, and, and I tell people all the time when I, when I bring this subject up and I, and you, you're the expert here, I tell people again, I'm all about made in the USA. I, I served with the federal government as a firefighter out West doing wild on fire. I'm a very big patriot, et cetera. But it's like in the end, business is business. And if I can't find viable talent, that's cost effective. This is why platforms like this exist. And to be fair, I truly believe that I'm a worldly person and those people are willing to work their butts off. And these are wages that actually is great in their country. So I don't, I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Right. I'm actually taking care of these people according to their country's wages or why we write about that. So I have a different take on this. Yes, you are right. And you're, it's more than you think when you hire someone in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, you'll be surprised at how they will thank you for their job. Really? Right. It's not, and, and they look up to you and they will, it, it's amazing. It, it's so different than what you've experienced in the past, but here's the other side of this. Here's the take that most made in the USA people don't get. Okay. 
uh, you're going to go hire an, an audio editor in the Philippines, right? You weren't going to hire an audio editor in the U.S. You're just not doing it, right? You're not taking a job away from someone in the U.S. To, to give it to someone in the Philippines. You're creating a job in the Philippines that didn't exist in the U.S. Because you couldn't afford it. Good point. And at some point in your business, your business grows because of this, right? At some point now, you come back and you need to hire someone in the U.S. for something specific that you can't get done in the Philippines. Right. So maybe yeah. you need physical boots on the ground to grow your sales and marketing. So, and this is, this is what I've been through. And I've seen lots of people go through this where you, I couldn't hire someone in the U S to do what I needed. It wasn't cost effective. Hmm. It was cost effective in the Philippines. My business grew where otherwise my business would have failed. And now I'm at a point where, Hey, I need someone in the U S and I can afford to hire someone in the U S now. And I will hire someone in the U S now. I love so where now, going with this. The Filipinos have created jobs in the U S and real quick, I mean, we're at the end of our time slot. Are we good to keep going for a few minutes? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. So I love where you're going with this because like what's already going through my mind is, okay, well, there's a lot of different ways that I could tackle, oh, what what position should I create? What, how much money am I willing to, I don't want to say sacrifice, let's say reallocate to yeah. create more freedom. And is does this conversation come up with solopreneur clients for you? Like, do you... I don't call it a consultation, but is there a guide or a template that you've put out there saying, Hey guys, like if you're trying to figure out what to outsource, like here's a, a quick, like pros and cons checklist that you should consider. I don't know. Like, is there a guide to anything like this? Like where you're finally trying to help people get over the hump and say, just so spend I've, a few bucks. I've tried. So number one, I don't, I don't have, I don't have this conversation with clients. I don't, I don't, it's not, I don't do that. No. Like we have, we have I'm looking 5, for your best 000. practices. <laughs> yeah, we have like 5,000 active customers today. Yeah. Employer customer today. Like I'm not talking to any of them, yeah. right? Um, but I've written that out. I don't know how many times. So that like on, on the site, there was that education tab and the video at the top. I talk about this in there. So let's talk about real quickly, what do you outsource? So I'll give you some examples. Social media marketing. Social media sucks, mm -hmm. right? I hate social media. It's tedious. Uh, online jobs has a Facebook page that number one, I didn't create. Number two, I didn't ask someone to create. Once somebody on my team created it because they thought it would be a good idea for us to have a Facebook presence. This is years ago. We have like 200,000 followers on the page and I've never made a single post and they've, they're all organic, natural. They've never done anything to, to like buy followers. Did you at least like set that. guidelines for them to follow? I didn't. Well, somebody I don't know. Team. What? Somebody on my team. Somebody on my team knows Facebook way better than I do, right? Okay. 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 So, but outside of that, so like I have programmers, I have designers, I have customer service people, I have admin people, uh, I have people that uh, like data analysts people. I have Ooh, e an HR person. What? Ebooks, I see here under your education tab. Yeah. So I have content writers. Um, I've written a lot of that content, but they've written a lot of that content and you wouldn't know the difference between if I wrote it or if they wrote it. Well, I just finished writing a book and I, the, the biggest struggle I'm in, I'm in, I paid to be in a mastermind group to help me self self publish my first book. So mm -hmm. they're going to help me self publish it using the Amazon platform, which is great. Uh -huh. But in order to get it from what I did to there requires me to edit it. 
and I have not been editing it at all. And I feel like a slacker, but it's like, yeah, with the wedding and everything else, it's like, and I was like, Ugh. and then people are like, oh, just hire an editor. And I'm like, dude, you know how much editors cost? Like the whole point of this book is to give back to fallen firefighters. Uh, cause I served as a hotshot out West. So if you know what hotshots are, you're from Utah. Like that was my life for a couple of years. Um, that's why there's fire in my logo. So I was like, dude, this book is, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to donate the proceeds. So I don't want to spend a ton of money on editing. So I'm just like, huh, I wonder if the ebook category at least gets me further than where I am now. I don't know, but well, it, just, it looks like this category helps you write a book too. So I just finished writing a book too. Oh, okay. But I didn't write it Yeah. and I didn't edit it. And you would never know when it gets published, you will never know that I didn't write it. You gave him the content, right? Well, I mean, I've, would you guys have interview sessions? Cause I've heard of ghostwriters do that. Like ghostwriters. I've written all kinds of crap over the years, right? Yeah. Not crap. I've written all kinds of good stuff good over stuff, the years. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> it's all available. So they extrapolated. Like I, I read the whole book. From your I read it and I, I gave suggestions and I blah, blah. So was this one of your VA's ideas or did you just say, Hey guys, I'm, I'm considering putting out a book. Who wants yeah, that? This was mine. No, no, no. I, I hired a person specifically for it. Okay. But, but they're a dang, they're, they're a dang good writer. Hmm. All right. And, so you're, yeah. give, you're giving so, another idea because Right, right. Every Thursday, I, I, I check writers. out my accounting part, accountability partner, and and he's yeah. ahead. Of, he's ahead of me, and I'm like, ah, I just been so damn busy. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to sit down and edit. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, my son started a business selling stuff on Amazon. He's 11, right? He starts a business selling stuff on Amazon. Silly. I love it. And he's like, he's 11 and 12. He's 16 now. He's a freaking teenager. He has no brain, right? <laughs> so. One of my guys in the Philippines, I was like, hey, will you learn this Amazon stuff for me, please? Here's some training that I gave him. And he manages most of that Amazon business. But right? your son will benefit from the growth of it once he's legally of age. Oh, no. My son benefits from it now. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I have to take, I have to find reasons to take money from him because you can't have access to all of that. You can't age. have this much money as a teenager. You become a non-functional adult. No. Right? It should be invested or something. And yeah. I, I, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but but someone in the Philippines is is dealing with most of it. Right? That's awesome. So there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Well, you, you've given me some ideas of myself today. Like I've, I've been pon pondering and making myself posture myself into a position. And I've just been not... I've been looking forward to this podcast, like, honestly. Wait, I mean, wait, no, granted, wait. this is for the listeners too, but I have no problem being selfish. It's my show. <laughs> you know, I want something out of this too. <laughs> um, because it's like, it's, you got to talk to the expert who's been doing it longer. And this is what I tell people all the time when you go to conferences or when you're downloading audiobooks or finding new amazing podcasts uh, besides Love the Fuel. But it's like, dude, like you surround yourself with people who know more about something and then yeah. see what clicks. Yeah. And if something clicks, follow through on it and keep going. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought about a book for years after the firefighting. And then all of a sudden I finally wrote it like six months ago, but then I got to, I got to finish editing it. So you yeah. can't, you can't publish it, something that's not edited. So right. right. You, you can, you but... can, it just might not do so well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, so, so listen. So long story short, you're still rocking 17 hours a week. Is that an average, yeah. or you know, or is that is that like your quota? Like just just from a, you set that goal. What kind of an answer? Do you want an honest answer? I love honesty. Honesty is transparency. So I've been at this for a lot of years. Yeah. If I can get 17 hours in right now, I'm pretty good. Okay. Usually That's I don't hard. get to 17. <laughs> I mean, there have been there have been a couple of weeks where I got 20. But my family is so used to this at this point, and I am too. It's built into my lifestyle. And like, why is it a bad thing, right? That's a it's good not. Thing. It's not a bad, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm probably at like twelve hours a week right now. Cool. On Apple. And really, is that is that all just like checking in on the team, right? That's a good point. So the only thing I do today is check on what other people are doing, give instructions, and I think. So. Like I don't, I graduated from college of computer science. I don't do any programming. I don't touch anything anymore, right? I don't tweak WordPress or I don't touch, I don't touch blog content. I don't publish it. I don't do anything. Hmm. I will check what other people have done and give feedback. And then I think through processes. I think through the hard crap and I give instructions to someone else for what to do. So, and that's like, here's, this is something that, like you think about a big business, I'm, I'm a small business, right? You think about a big business, the CEO is not doing jack. No, they right? build, a successful CEO builds a team. Right. Your, your job has to be to become the CEO of your business. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're the grunt worker. Yeah. And you're the business owner. The business owner can't be the grunt worker or it doesn't grow. Right? You have to become the CEO and this is how you become the CEO. You get people... You teach them what to do, and then you learn to hand things off. Oh, I told my client that. She's a friend of mine, too. But I, I said, listen, I was like, we've been at this for a few years. I was like, uh, I'm managing an entire state for you because you haven't found somebody in that region to manage that territory. I was like, I put, a, I put a little line in the sand at the end of 2018. I was like, you need to find somebody. And she's like, well, no, you know, that'll probably impact your, you know, contract. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like a, I right. don't want to travel into that region for you anymore. I was right. like, I, I love working with you. I love having you as a client, but that's not my goal. I was like, I, I agreed to do that for a period of time to help you stabilize your business in that region. I've done that and I've grown the sales. So now we've grown the sales to, as far as I'm concerned enough to find a grunt worker salesperson for you to put into that region and then start, as you pointed out, with virtual people. It takes nurturing. You have to grow them whether they're an employee or a contractor. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, dang it. I just forgot what I Oh, back on the employee thing or the contractor thing or that's okay. It'll pop back in. So we start talking about that. Uh, but anyway, so it, it's just, I, I know I'm probably just telling you what you already know, because that's just, it just, it just was, I was beating my head up against the wall and I was like, you know, I love working with you and I'm, I'm happy to keep you as a client, but I was like, things need to change. I was like, yeah. it's just that's not what i want to do i i love being virtual my master plan my lifestyle goal is to run my businesses from anywhere from a laptop if i want to pick up and take my wife to colorado and work out of colorado that's what i'm doing she's got a veterinary business i won't i do not want to own a brick and mortar business i told people that so i said babe you have a brick and mortar business i can't change that my job is to free you from that business so it's like let's keep growing it 
she already has a co-founder and she has another doctor working for her. Let's get you one more doctor in that can replace the medical side that you're dealing with. She also is a doctor of chiropractic and on the wellness side. That's what she enjoys doing. So I was like, stop dealing with the medical stuff. We grow your brand as an individual brand, as a wellness practitioner. And then we start getting really high-end horse farms in Colorado to ship you out there for like three months out of the year. And you just go live out of your parents. Her parents have a house in Colorado too. So it's like, go crash at the house and live out there for a few months. I was like, it doesn't that, doesn't that make a better lifestyle? And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. I was like, well, then that's our new goal. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to go virtual with a, a VMD, you know, business. Uh, but if I can find ways to hack it, I will. So do something yeah. right. But you got to think outside the box. That's what I, that's the biggest thing that I wanted people to get out of this episode is don't be afraid to think outside the norm. All you're doing is you're choosing to, you know, pick a path that's different than the status quo. And that's where some of the most powerful changes happen. That's why I tell people all the time, like get into your uncomfortable place. Like that's the, that that's where the massive changes and shifts happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and for a lot of people, what we're talking about is uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Right. When I hired that first person, it was uncomfortable, but that's. And now you have how many again? <laughs> today I have, today I have 24 people. 24. That's like my, the, the ending advice that I always give is you have to try it. Yeah. You have to try this and see if it works for you because if you don't try it, you'll never know. If you, if you try it, it doesn't work. At least, you know, like it costs you a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah. If it does work, the, the upside is so high, you know, like the risk reward here is, is so out of proportion yeah. of reward that it's, you just have to try and see what happens. Yeah. And that's what I went through. I went through a couple months of like, I don't know. Well, on, on that trying factor, just to help clarify things for the listeners and myself, so you, you hinted earlier in the show that I just want to get some kings really make sure we're clear. You, you really promote the fact these people become so loyal or full-time. Is that really the format of the application process as you're looking for companies that want full-time people or is there actual people looking for part-time, like mixing it up things? So no people. So anybody who comes to our website, mm -hmm. hiring someone, they can hire full-time or part-time, oh, whatever. Okay. We don't care. Okay. And, and there are definitely people hiring part-time. There are definite benefits to hiring full-time, but uh, there's no issue hiring part-time people. Well, to your point, if you find a general VA that's willing to learn like your first guy was, then you can find the jack or jacket of, you know, of, of, of all trades and you don't need to hire anybody else. And that becomes a full-time thing because you're able to throw them so much. Not, that's not guaranteed across the board, but that's one advantage of a general VA. And, and I've had, and not even necessarily just a general VA, but like any position almost, I, I've had a number of people tell me like, I didn't know how much there was to do until I hired someone. And then I realized like, oh, there's so much more they can do for me. Yeah. It, even within, even within audio editing, like, oh, hey, this is all I thought I wanted to do. I just thought I wanted to stick the, the intro and outro on, but really... Like, dude, we can make these episodes so much better, so much higher quality or whatever, right? Right. Or video editing or, oh, I just want to make one social media post a day. Oh, well, we're making one a day and it's working. Let's make two. Oh, that works way better. Oh, now you're full time, right? That's a good point. And we actually, just want to use Facebook. Oh, now we're using Instagram and Twitter, you know? Well, oh, man. 
we got we got to talk off air about something. I got an idea in my head. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it's not everything is completely on air when it's involving my private business. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, John, this has been a powerful episode, man. I knew you and I were going to get some vibing on. Uh, and real quick for our listeners, uh, you just got back from mountain biking with your kids, yeah. and yeah. you have, and I just got back from my skiing wedding. Yeah. And, but, and we're about to flip, right? You are about to go backcountry skiing. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is that just solo or with buddies? No. So, so here's the, the whole story of this is right now, as we're recording this, it's four o'clock here. Yep. Uh, I should be on a bike ride with my kids. My oh. wife is on a bike ride with my kids. Okay. Uh, but I had scheduled this. They, they're training mountain biking for cross country, the cross country mountain bike season, I should be riding with them. They have a three hour ride today. Well, I should be doing the same. And actually, real quick, hope. There, that's right. Oh, me. sweet. That's my old, that's my old road bike that I set yeah. up uh, behind me on my on my new trainer because yeah. I just decided to sign up for my first hundred mile mountain bike race. Oh, so that's big time. I've dude. done sixty fivers when I lived in Colorado. Never went for the hundred on a mountain bike. Done plenty of centuries on a road bike, but I was like, Is well, that the hundred in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's actually called. It's a nineteenth annual. It's called the. Yeah. It's called the Wilderness One Hundred and One out in yeah. Central Pennsylvania by Penn State University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a, a buddy, a buddy of mine who's actually become our brand ambassador for the podcast show. He's he's got a hell of a backstory. Uh, shout out to Brian. He always listens to the shows. He uh, the Strausser Project. Uh, he he was signed back up because he he attempted it years ago and wasn't able to complete it due to an injury. And he's making a comeback. And I, and then I just, I, I collapsed a lung in January right before the wedding. And I was like, well, I need a recovery goal. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Good so I was you. like, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, make, make a comeback and go do a crazy race. So that's sweet. That'd be my so first if ultra. We, if, if we get the snow that I think we're going to get tonight, then I'll ski tomorrow in the backcountry with my wife. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. I'm just saying, cause you know, the rules, man, you shouldn't go in the backcountry solo. So, right. No, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that, that, that's, and are you, so what is the prediction tonight? So in the next couple of days, we should get a couple feet. Come on, uh, man. So. Uh, I know my friend, my so... friends who married us, my, my friend who married us, uh, on our heli skiing trip, uh, she, she and I used to race coach together, uh, here back East and she grew up in, on Tahoe. Uh, she ski raced in, uh, Kirkwood. So, yeah. Uh, so she knows your all your terrain out there, Utah and, and Nevada. And I guarantee her yeah. and her husband are probably out there right now, knowing because <laughs> they they go when the storms hit. They they actually said like you know if your wedding wasn't booked, we wouldn't be. Here. We we've had we've had a lot of snow, dude, and it's it's good. It's, it's awesome. Good... I mean, it's you know it's bad when the mountains and the ski resorts can't open because they got to dig the lifts out. Uh, <laughs> you know that's that's legit because uh, I think so. Kim... For me, the best thing is when the ski resorts close. Yes. April, April 20th, they all close, which means like Alta is free for backcountry skiing. So every time it snows, I get all the free, all not free, but free of people yeah. uh, skiing in all of the terrain of Alta. Right. Well, the beauty of that is that, see, I saw a couple of viral things going up online when they closed. And people were freaking out, right? Because, oh my God, these resorts close, yada, yada, yada. And I've seen that over the years in Colorado too when there's a great snow season. And like, there's plenty of snow. And what I have to remind people, at least in Colorado, I think it's the same in Utah, and they're blaming Vail Resorts because they bought up a couple of your mountains. And I was like, guys, like you do know that most of these mountains are on national park land. That's so right. it costs money 
to and and you have to convince the parks department to even let them operate longer. So it's right. not always about the money. The parks department, the government can just say no and not let you extend your season. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's not the resort's fault. Right. And I agree yeah. with you. Dude. But I'm excited about it when they close. <laughs> I'd be the same way, man. I'm like, dude, let them stay closed, man. I want to go enjoy that terrain with all the fresh powder by myself with my buddies. So right, I love to way. climb the mountain and yeah. then ski down. So do you guys skin up most of the time, or do you actually try and boot hike? Well, no, we always skin up. I was gonna yeah. say with with your season, there's no way you're boot hiking. <laughs> yeah, we're skinning. Um, well, congrats on uh, by the way on all the new fitting uh, for the kids. Quick little tip, ladies and gentlemen. He just got his bikes refitted and his kids' bikes fitted. So if you want to make sure you, you ride your bike to the maximum, I highly recommend a professional fit of your bike. Um, I've done my own for years because I taught spinning for six years. I'm pretty good, but I've gone to a fit and I found tweaks I didn't even see, and it makes a difference, especially on a road, a especially deal. on a road bike. So yeah, especially on a road bike. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but on mountain biking, it's even more important on the cross country mountain bikes. Uh, right. The fit on a downhill. You're just beating the crap out of yourself on a downhill rig, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, my kids are riding. You know, we're riding today. They're on a three-hour ride, nice. right? Based on time. Is this a rails and trail ride or, or single track? What rails a trail style ride or a single track? Like uh, most of single track. Okay, nice. Yeah. So I got to get back out there, man. I haven't ridden Utah in years. Uh, Especially, have you well, taken down to Moab? Uh-huh, yeah, we've ridden quite a bit of Moab, yeah. Slick rock there is awesome. I know, it's awesome. Yeah. That was the first time I saw a fat tire bike. In uh, Moab? Yeah, uh, back in 2010. Yeah. I, like, I'm sitting there just grabbing a snack with my buddies, and all of a sudden I hear this, boom, 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 boom. Oh. Like, like, what the heck is that? And then I see this moon tire bike come over the rock, and I'm like, that is awesome. And now all of my buddies own fat bikes, and I'm probably getting one this year as well, just because I've been putting it off forever. Um, yeah, that's true. But I, because I, I just want to use, I want to just for an excuse to go ride to the grocery store in a snowstorm. I just want to be able to do that safely. Yeah. yeah, we ride fat bikes in the winter. Yeah, yeah. I figured you'd appreciate that. So, yeah, uh, well, listen, sweet. John. Great show. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's onlinejobs.ph, ph for Philippines. But now, John, you are the guest co-host, so you get to help close out the show. Uh, what are some final words, man? How do you want to sum this up? I love the fact you totally understand lifestyle balance. So is there something specifically you want to sign off with? The whole reason I did all of this is for lifestyle. It's all about lifestyle. Um, every, every decision I make in my business is based off of who's going to do the work. Is it me or is it someone else? If it's me that has to do the work, I don't want to do this. I don't want to pursue this project. And that's, that's the way you make decisions towards, towards getting your way down from 50 hours a week to 38 to 27 to, you know, 17, right? Is who's going to do the work? Is it me or is it someone else? It's got to be someone else or we can't pursue this. So, and that's, that's lifestyle. Hmm. I love it, man. Oh, and, and technically down to 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen. That is John Jonas, onlinejobs.ph. Seriously, guys, if you ever even fathomed it, go poke around. I've talked about VAs for a long time. Um, His website is robust. There is plenty of – I love the guidance. I love the educational section. Check it out. I mean, you might not be ready for it this year. It might be coming down the pike. Uh, But especially for you part-time hustlers out there, if I would have known about VAs back when I started my part-time hustles, I probably would have started with a VA sooner. 
because then I wouldn't have cared about the stress levels so much. <laughs> so, so again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. John definitely helped us balance all three domains today. So remember, onlinejobs.ph, John Jonas. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too can live the fuel. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.